Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pelvic Matters. I'm your host, Marina Castellanos. I'm a physical therapist specializing in pelvic health for women and children in Westchester County, New York. Today, I'm going to be discussing pelvic pain during pregnancy with Dr. Kathleen Vigo, the founder of Painless Pregnancy. Dr. Vigo is a doctor of physical therapy specializing in the pregnant and postpartum populations. She graduated from the University of Florida in 2005 with her Bachelor of Science and in 2008 with her doctorate of physical therapy. The mission behind her company, Painless Pregnancy, is that every woman has the opportunity to be given holistic and conservative care to the highest degree. I'm also extra excited because Dr. Vigo happens to be um, a trusted colleague and valued friend of mine. So welcome to the show, Dr. Vigo. Thank you for having me, Marina. Super excited to be here. Yes. So what I wanted to do, um, I had a recent episode with Dr. Ahmed of pelvic rehabilitation, and we started talking about the hypertonic pelvic floor. And I felt like this was a great follow-up um, to discuss pelvic pain during pregnancy, because this really seems to come up a lot as something um, that women are often surprised by during their, especially their first pregnancy, that you know, they never had pelvic girdle pain or pelvic pain, you know, maybe in their lives. And all of a sudden now they're suffering um, with a good amount of pain, yep. discomfort, and even disability. So why don't we, you know, start off with maybe some kind of examples, um, you know, that we each see in pregnant women, you know, what are some examples of pelvic pain that we can describe to the listeners? Yes, absolutely. That's an awesome question. And also, I love that you say how it can happen to some women who have never had pain before and then they get pregnant experience suffering and it's so shocking and really like upsetting for them to deal with that so um in an effort to empower them with the knowledge that it's super common but not normal and it can be treated so what they could encounter is anything from what they'll call low back pain, but we know is actually their SI joints are having issues. So those dimples on their low back, they can report really upsetting pubic bone pain. So either where that lowest pubic bone comes together at that joint or either angle of the pubic bone to the right or to the left. And that can be sharp stabbing, <clears throat> excuse me, very, very uncomfortable and difficult to manage. And then they can even report things like hip pain or their sides like next to or below their belly can hurt. So any of those areas of their body can hurt. And then of course we know it can also travel. So they can have pain going up their back, down their leg, into their buttock. Any of those patterns are super common during pregnancy. Right, and I think that was such a good description. And um, you actually mentioned that these pains can be common, but they're definitely not normal. And I think that that's often missed. Um, I think when a woman goes to her gynecologist or midwife, um, whoever's in charge of her care and mentions the pain, you know, since it is common, sometimes you can just say, oh, well, you're pregnant, you know, it's common, you know, it's nothing worrisome, meaning it's nothing threatening to the baby or to mom's overall health. But I think that that can be misleading because we know for mom to stay healthy during pregnancy, she needs to be mobile. Um, so yes, have, absolutely. Have so much pain, um, you know, that can be debilitating even if you're just trying to roll over in bed or take a few steps across your living room, mm -hmm. you know, how is it going to affect your health? Um, you know, if you can't go out for your walks and, 
you know, be mobile and get your circulation going. I mean, all of these things have an effect on maternal health, especially if you have diabetes, um, especially with gestational diabetes. And we, you know, we want moms to stay active and healthy. We know that in the long run, that's better for her and it's better for the fetus. 100%. Yes. And it's exactly right. Like you said, it can be like devastating to their health and lead to all of these other super common pregnancy comorbidities like diabetes, because what am I going to do if I'm upset and sitting on the couch and hormonally pregnant? I'm dipping into a carton of ice cream with a lot of apple pie underneath. So it's not conducive to making good decisions. It's not conducive to a healthy mental health status and our emotions are already kind of all over the place so that's not going to be supportive of you know knowing how you feel how can I speak up for myself I did tell my doctor that my back hurt and he told me it was okay it's not a threat to my baby so I'm going to go home and sit on the couch and cry about it right 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 so true I mean I think um this is such an area that's of women that can be underserved um because really they just don't know that help is available. Um, and really seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist or physical therapist specializing in the postpartum and pregnant populations um, can really make all the difference. Um, and what, what can we really do as PTs to help them? What are some examples of what you do to help women? Yes, so um, one thing I like to say is our mission with painless pregnancy is to actually help women have painless pregnancies. So we can totally talk about the physical therapy things that we do, and that's super important. When a woman encounters pain, how do we take care of that? But even before that is the preventative side. So we love holistic approaches with physical therapy, and we know that we've been sitting back for, for us, we've been working over a decade, right, Marina? Like we've been in this world oh, yeah. for a long time. Long time. And we see orthopedic conditions happen over and over and over again. Like how many of our 60, 70 year olds are getting knees replaced and hips replaced? Like we're taking joints out of bodies and putting new ones in. Can we figure out a, a common problem and keep knees and hips healthy so that we don't have to do that? So there's so many typical postural changes, um, muscle changes with time. So many things can be prevented. So how do we apply that to the pregnant patient? We see these patterns of first trimester is mega hormone shifts. So we know about the joints, they're being lax. Um, the pelvis is already spreading. The uterus is already growing. We also know that she feels sick and she feels tired. So what are most moms doing during the first trimester? They're surviving. Mm -hmm. So we know what that looks like from a personal perspective of, I'm just going to lay on the couch. I'm going to get to work. I'm going to go through the motions. I'm going to get home and lay down. I'm not going to eat that much. I might be vomiting. Um, so when we look at that situation of say it's eight weeks, if we put on our PT lenses and say, okay, what is that physical body doing? What are those muscles and bones doing for eight weeks? Not much. They're not, this isn't their time to train for a marathon. They're probably not keeping up with their boot camp classes. So they're typically a modified bed rest status. So they're up and moving, but it's not a lot. So we know that their muscles are getting weaker and thinner, probably tighter. We know that their bones are not as strong and as sturdy as they used to be. 
and we know that their joints are spreading and they're unstable. Then we know that she feels better in the second trimester and she gets up and starts moving. Let me start exercising again. She may not acknowledge that her body has taken a few steps back from a musculoskeletal perspective. So when she tries to go work out again, she's at a higher risk of injury, any kind of pelvic pain that might be predisposed in her is going to be heightened. And we know that she might just not be successful with that exercise program. So for us, that's typically when we encounter mom around that second trimester. Um, she may or may not have tried to start exercising again. There, it even could be as simple as um, resuming daily activities more regularly that she caused, she encountered her pain. Okay. So then when we see that they've encountered the pain, we do all the physical therapy things. We assess her posture. We assess all of the joint, um, like how mobile are her joints, how stiff are her joints. Um, and then we assess muscle strength and length. So what areas are super weak, what areas are super tight and we address those appropriately. Right. Mm -hmm. The yeah. biggest thing I think as far as like bridging that gap. So we know all the amazing things to do with our hands and guide them, but we empower them with those exercises, stretches and postures and movement strategies so that she's not going backwards until we come again. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I think what some things you touched on are just so important, like about being proactive to even prevent um, you know, pelvic pain during pregnancy. I mean, really, I think the best time to actually work with a physical therapist is when you're planning to try to conceive and just get your pelvic floor checked out, get your alignment checked out, um, see what areas of the body maybe need some more strengthening. Um, you know, is your cardio routine up to par? So that's, to me, that's really the best time to start with um, therapy for the people who really do take that initiative and are proactive about their health. Um, because then once you do have these kind of pains, um, you know, it's so great that we're available to help people. Um, but still, you know, you know, you don't want to see anybody suffering. So, and going through my own pregnancy, I mean, I had pubic symphysis dysfunction. I had SI joint dysfunction. I mean, it, it sucked. I mean, it was just horrible. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, that just gives me extra drive to help moms out there. And thankfully, you know, I have a local uh, physical therapist who was able to help me um, because, you know, we have to you know, talk the talk and walk the walk too. So I absolutely do that. Right. Um, yep. Yeah, of course. So, um, you know, it's great that where we have these resources available to help people, you know, I think the biggest hurdle is just letting moms know and moms to be know that, you know, we're out there and that you have choices. Um, if you do encounter pain and that even though it's normal, you just don't have to deal with it and kind of suck it up because you're pregnant. So, you know, mom's care absolutely. doesn't stop. Yeah, mom's care doesn't stop. And Absolutely. Also, just because you give birth doesn't mean that your pelvic pain is automatically going to go away. Um, you know, the pelvic pain that you experience and all the other pains you experience during pregnancy can certainly um, continue into the postpartum period. Do you find that as well? Yes. So in our practice, we do typically start working with moms during pregnancy. And what we have found as far as the postpartum pains is pretty consistent with the research. So if we look at the numbers, we learned that of women who report low back or pelvic pain during pregnancy, around 33% will report that it's continued to upset them after delivery. 
Right. And so we find about the same of one out of every three of our moms will still have these pain patterns postpartum. Um, and so luckily we follow them closely and we can help them manage. Um, and again, we also educate. So this is a question, Marina, I'm sure you get this a ton when you're working with a pregnant mom and she says, this is going to go away when I have my baby. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything in me wants to be like, yes, absolutely. 100%. You'll feel amazing, but it's just not true. No. And I, what, really breaks my heart is when I meet women only in their postpartum period. Mm-hmm. They were told during pregnancy that there was nothing they could do. Then they delivered that baby and to their absolute devastation, their pain did not magically go away. Right. So one, this woman has suffered unnecessarily throughout her entire pregnancy, had a really difficult delivery only to find out that everything she was told does not apply to her. She still has pain after that baby came out. And, and so she's also, not only that she's also caring for a newborn on top of having continued pain. And she has a brand new baby that she has to take care yes. of. And so that adds an entire thick layer of guilt on top of all of this pain and suffering. It does. And then she it, can't adds really... another, it can add another layer of, you know, functional um, limitations because now you're nursing and you're, you know, doing all these things that you weren't doing before for hours on end, whether you're nursing or bottle feeding, you're hunched over, you're carrying your baby, you're carrying an ever growing baby. Um, so it's just a weight mm-hmm. heavier and heavier. So now the requirements on your body are more taxing, um, in different ways. So it's really, and it can be so, it could so be just anxiety provoking for a mother and, um, really disheartening to have this continued pain. And when we talk about the postpartum period, I mean, yes, it, it definitely in that fourth trimester or, you know, that first year, it's so important to, you know, get this work done. But I've seen women, you know, years postpartum that mm-hmm. live with this yep. pain because they said, oh, I just waited for it to go away after having the baby, but it just, it never went away. Absolutely. Yeah, so really by the postpartum period, you know, once, once you have a baby, I mean, I think you're always postpartum. So a lot of people consider postpartum, yes. maybe that first year or two after giving birth, but really, I mean, it's forever. Once postpartum, always postpartum. Absolutely. So if you have something Absolutely. that's persisting, you know, especially after birth, a few months after birth, a year after birth, it's, it's going to continue to persist. Mm-hmm. Yep. So all the more, it's like having a rock in your shoe. Yeah. And people don't understand. They're like, oh, put your feet up, put yeah. some ice on it. And it's like, no, take the take rock the out of the shoe. I love and that. And then you can walk. That's such it a great kills me. metaphor. Yeah. That's such a great metaphor. <sighs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. Like, you know, you can't just put a bandaid on it. You know, you need to get it worked. You need to get it worked on by, you it's know, an, professional. So, you know, while, orthopedic um, problem. Absolutely. So while women listening to this, um, you know, maybe thinking about seeking out help, you know, are there some general broad tips that we can give listeners in general, just for dealing with pelvic pain who are experiencing it right now and now they're going to be searching for help? Yes. So one of the places that many of my moms get stuck is that they are sitting or laying down in bed and they cannot move. I mean, I had a mom tell me that her husband, so she just moved down to South Florida from New York. She said her husband literally had to come to the subway and scoop her up off of a chair because she could not stand. Mm. And I was like, 
that's awful. Like that should never happen in, in this country at least, but in our world today, shouldn't happen. Um, so what I think is the best way that we can really help a mom with a tip or trick is if you're truly stuck. So if you're like, sure, this is a stretch you can do and da da da, but I can't roll over. Um, one thing I like to educate on is a series of muscle contractions that can sometimes, we call it the shotgun technique, that can sometimes help a pelvis to reset or come together so that you can at least roll over or stand up from that chair and then get yourself to a physical therapist. Um, so let's say you're laying down in bed on your back and you cannot roll over. I would say have someone bend your knees or carefully bend your legs up and you're gonna just tighten your glute muscles first. So squeeze your butt cheeks together and then relax them. And then if you're able to bring your hands to the outside of your knees, gently push your knees out into your hands for about five seconds and then relax them. Then you would place two fists between your knees and gently squeeze your knees together for five seconds and that's contracting your inner thigh muscles right and left at the same time. And then I go back to the glutes. Give another good glute squeeze, tighten your butt cheeks together for five seconds and then see if you're able to roll over. The, uh, and, and you can use that also in sitting. So if you're sitting, you would do the same glute squeeze, open the knees, squeeze the knees and then glute squeeze again. And you're resetting your pelvis and you're allowing that joint whatever specific joint is bothering you to have the opportunity to function again. Does that make sense? It does. And I think um, really with that technique, what I also love about it is that you're just, you know, you're essentially waking up the muscles. Um, you know, with pregnancy, mm -hmm. because of the postural changes, you know, our glute muscles, which are our buttock muscles, you know, they don't function the way that they were. So we need to pay them a little right. extra attention, give them a little extra love, and then I know even with my own case, um, just working on those exercises to just alert those muscles and wake them up a little bit automatically reduced my pain. So I think that's a great, yes. um, you know, I think that's a great thing to share with people. And I think in terms of, you know, managing pain until you can get some help, you know, just working on just deep breathing. Um, you know, we, we know that breathing really? just in and of itself just helps the pain to reduce, um, you know, the brain's awareness of the pain, just to, it helps to regulate it a little bit more and it helps to calm the nervous system down. And, you know, when you're pregnant and you're in pain, I mean, it is, um, you know, it's nerve wracking. So I think just practicing, um, you know, some deep breathing, some meditation can also go a long way for helping to manage the pain until you, you know, you can get some help from an expert. Um, Okay, so we're, yeah. going, we're going to start wrapping things up. Dr. Vigo, this was so great. I think listeners are going to get so much out of this. And I would love for you to share, um, you know, where people can reach you or follow you on social media. Yes, absolutely. So like you said, the company is called Painless Pregnancy. So our website is painless-pregnancy.com. And we are on Instagram and Facebook as Painless Pregnancy. And we have also started a YouTube channel of Painless Pregnancy. And um, also to that point, how you're saying you suffer with pain, I do like to let women know who are choosing to follow us that I myself encountered a significant amount of pelvic pain during my second pregnancy. 
and it did persist through my postpartum time. So one, I hear you and I feel you and I know what it's like to struggle with raising an older sibling, carrying a new baby, trying to work and function as a wife and a woman in the world and find time to deal with your pregnant pains. So um, in that vein, we do serve women in the comfort of their own homes and we offer a lot of different times so that you can be successful in taking care of yourself and that you're not put on the back burner, but that you are empowered with the skill set to take care of yourself so that you can be an awesome mom and that you can still go on weekend vacations with your hubby and enjoy life, really. Yes, and why don't you tell listeners, um, you're based out of Florida, so why don't you tell them the areas of Florida that you serve? Yes, awesome. So we are in the greater Fort Lauderdale area. We cover from Boca Raton to Hollywood Beach, and then we go out west to Miramar. And we just opened up a new branch in Miami. So we are in the Miami area as well. Awesome. So guys, if anybody um, is listening from those areas in Florida and you're needing help, definitely reach out to Dr. Vigo. She's amazing. Um, And remember, you do not have to live with just being in public pain, whether you are in your pregnancy period, postpartum, um, or even if you're not pregnant or postpartum at all and you just have public pain. So remember, there's always help Mm-hmm. out there to benefit you um and you just have to reach out to someone um like dr beagle or myself okay so thank you so so much for being on the show this was really great and everybody i will um i would like to thank everybody for just tuning in and for sharing the podcast i've been getting some great feedback so far so definitely um keep listening keep sharing i would appreciate any reviews you could leave on itunes and until next time All right. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for having me.